Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. December the 1st, and uh, the mince pies were out, and Andy succumbed to his first mince pie yeah. of December. I, uh, I turned my nose up at it at first, but well, you'll see. Thereby hangs a tail. Um, we had a bit of a chat, as we always do, about various matters. It was a bit of a loose beginning to the show. Andy wasn't quite on it, but, you know... <laughs> I'm sure he'll get the angle no in the next 23 it. years. Um, what else did we do? Um, we had Ian Smith, comedian and Manchester United fan, pop in. Uh, yes, we had a good, funny story from Todd Macklin. We did, yeah. Weird and story from Todd. Player, that was good. And, well, it should do you, really. Should, oh, no, it. Martin Kelman. Martin, Martin, Martin told us about a couple of very good documentaries. So, uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And congratulations to the star match reporter at uh, the Athens-Brighton game last night. Here mm. he goes. More than 200 years after Lord Elkin stole his swag from Acropolis. Well, that's what your point is. Where's Acropolis? Acropolis. Brighton <laughs> snatched a win in Athens last night to reach the knockout stages. And the hosts then lost the game and their marbles. You get what he's doing there. Smash and grab result will not eat, cause a diplomatic row, etc. Et Do you love your reading out loud? Oh, well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've, uh, I, could, I could actually put this into practice. I worked out oh, that there's a new okay, dartboard. I'm slightly worried about this year. No, there's a new dartboard at uh, Talk Sport. In the green room, yeah. In the green room. And mm. I thought to myself, if I played for 10,000 hours, going on the 10,000 hour, theory. I could be in the World Championships. So I worked it out. I it's, don't think you've got 10,000 hours any with respect. Not. Two years, actually. Oh, okay. Two oh, years and 12 hours a day and uh, I'll be at Ali Pally. Well, on the basis that you can't be bothered to read <laughs> two lines on a script after 23 years, I don't see you practising for 10 hours 12, a day. 12 hours a day. <laughs> I don't see you doing It's that. probably unlikely. The I signs agree. are not good, are yeah, they, really? really? You just sort of rock up. Um, you were talking mm. about tabloid journalism there, mm. and I've worked out the only time, there's one word you only ever see, right, in a tabloid newspaper, and I could only think that still... Oh, I'll tell you one other one. Well, okay, well, I haven't said the one that it is well, yet. I know, you go on there. <laughs> On fire today, isn't it? <laughs> I know it's not going to be. It's not going to be this one. I guarantee. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> the um, where was I? They've completely thrown me now. One so word in a tab. One word in a tab. So I think the old sweats that teach the new young journalists. Mm. And I should be asking some of our new guys who've come through journalism school. 
that's a word that they pass on to them. It's like the monkey's paw. Okay. They pass on this word and they have to put it into their sporting reports. Oh, all right. And the word, and the word is, the word that's is, one for the teenagers, yeah, Robert Robinson. And the, the word, word is, is <laughs> hoodoo. <laughs> hoodoo. The word is hoodoo. H O D O D O. I'm doing it now. As in Ben Bacon in the Sun, Jake Reeves went back to uh, back to the future by scoring two penalties to end Wimbledon's hoodoo. Hoodoo. Now I don't know how old Ben is. He's probably in his twenties. Yeah. I would think uh, hoodoo isn't in his uh, lexicon, is it? Not really. Um, but what about this one this week? This is uh, another one from the Sun. I don't know from Ben or one of his colleagues. Mm. Paul Nichols has already ended one big race drought this month, and he reckons complete unknown can break another hoodoo, <laughs> hoodoo. At, um, <laughs> at Newbury. Now, when have you ever? I mean, you know, like your mum no. or so. You go and just. It'd be great if you win this week. You'll break that hoodoo against <laughs> Manchester United. No one uses that no word. No one's ever used that word. Only used, of, uh, only used in a tabloid report. newspaper. So gorge I'm interested was the word I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, you were thinking, feasted on. Feasted on and gorge. That's right, that's what we often say, isn't it? If anybody's eating anything, if you see... T- no, tucking mm. into feasted on, gorged on. That's mm. what you do in a tab. You don't eat anything. No. Is that okay? What, are you watching the telly? No, Sorry. no, I was, just, a, I, I was just thinking a bit of whether it was LBW or not oh, okay. in the women's <laughs> he's BBL. Easy, he's I don't know why dis- I even care. He's easily distracted, isn't he? <laughs> Honestly, mate, this is what a 15 minutes this has been. <laughs> what I'd say so. What about your message the other night, though? That was that was funny, actually. You yeah. you sent me a message after the United game, which I was recording to watch later Yeah. because I didn't really f- care about whether That's Arsenal right. I was won. Telling, I did tell the listeners yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I was telling them some about some of our... You were saying how Robbie Savage was getting on your nerves, so you didn't want... <laughs> there to be a fourth goal. <laughs> Robbie did seem... He, he, oh, he kept saying he said, United are going to score. There'll be a fourth score. goal. There'll be another goal. United are definitely going to score. You think, well, they might. <laughs> Not definitely. He, he, to be fair to him, he said there's another goal in this game. And uh, no, that, in the he end, was backtracking Andy, though. That was that he'd, he'd done about fifteen minutes of United are going to score. You were then he backtracked. Him. There could be a goal for either side. You, you were rooting uh, for them not to score. You wanted it to be a three. Well, draw otherwise, you stage. knew what you'd get. But yeah. um, the, one of the best moments of the week though was the assist from Jude Bellingham. Oh, that yeah, was so wonderful. Yeah, it, was it was good from another it? planet. He yeah. really is brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. Still not an original thought, but I no, do okay. enjoy it. Thank a little bit of breaking much. news. What do you think of Jude Bellingham? <laughs> is he any good? Not bad. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. I think you. Uh, I don't want to put a hoodoo you, on him. Don't put a don't the Andy Jacobs hoodoo. <laughs> if you can work the word hoodoo into some meaningful sentence that doesn't sound like a tabloid newspaper, uh, I think Ben was a little bit older than I thought. So maybe the word hoodoo is very much in his lexicon. But uh, anyway, okay. uh, yeah. I, 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 it's not a word you hear every day, is it? No. Have you got any others? Uh, <laughs> words you want to bring back? I want to bring back the word hoodoo. Uh, Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet J. Uh, right, so what we got for you today? We're going to be chatting in the first hour to Rupert Bell. He, yes. was, um, he was at the game last night. Um, Didn't sound great. When, when uh, uh, often the sort of Polish mm. ultras and Polish, mm. with, with a sort of big Polish population in this country, and obviously a big fan base for some of these big clubs, it does mean en masse when they're in. Uh, I mean, we had what we played Vizsla Krakow in about 2008, 2009, and they just basically took the ground over. They were, they were in the kids' seats. They were everywhere, you know, setting off flares. Mm. Um, it, it, it was pretty intimidating, actually. It was one of those nights, it was like a little European night, end of the group, didn't not much on it, 
and it was just full of these big blokes setting off flares. <laughs> Mummy, I'm frightened. Yeah. I mean, at the time, there was, like, kids sort of leaving. I mean, they weren't kicking off to that extent. They just were all over the ground. The yeah, ticket was all over the You've got the, the power to deal with these clubs. It's always the same few clubs, the same few fans. They, they could deal with this. They could just throw them out of Europe, and that would be it, and they would, no one else would else. Well, they've got a bit of it. previous, and Rupert was there. I don't know how intimidated he was. He's ex-army. I mean, I've, I've, he, oh, no, he, he runs towards the danger he route, did, but he yes, doesn't run away so. from it. No, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, well... Um, I'm not sure about that. No, OK. <laughs> well, um, Keystone Cop defending, of course, Paul Edinburgh likes that. Fred Carno's army, Paul, he'd like to be a bit more Don't of that. Don't remind me of the Keystone Cops on your vapours. After oh. messing up that punchline, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I know where slightly. <laughs> Keystone Caps, wasn't it? You said the Keystone... I what I said, but I know. The pen went. It yeah, the pen went everywhere, so fair enough. Um, well... Were we? So, yeah, we're going to chat to Rupert. Angus McDonald is an Aberdeen defender, but he, he, he drove forward last mm. night with his team 2-0 uh, down in Helsinki. And, oh, oh, what a goal. What a screamer. Uh, it's probably the best goal he's ever scored. I don't know. It was a mad old night in Helsinki. Snow players coming on the pitch to allow the game to carry on. Obviously, players went off. Um, and, yeah, the Aberdeen fans decided to throw snowballs at the mm. Helsinki keeper. Great. And... Um, and that nearly got called off, but just a bit of fun. Um, anyway, we'll chat to Angus about uh, what a mad night it was in Helsinki. Um, Sam Ellard joins us as well uh, over in Antigua. He's there covering the uh, tour of the West Indies by the England team, T20s and one-dayers, and um, we'll be bringing you those exclusively live from Sunday, 12.30 lunchtime on Sunday is the first of those games, so make sure you tune in. Sam will be bringing us the best of some of the interviews he's done so far. Um, we've also got comedian Ian Smith, Manchester United fan, popping in. It does seem to be open mm. season on Anana. I know he didn't have a great night, but I'm not altogether sure the best way to get a tune out of your goalkeeper is to absolutely give him a kick in the for two The thing days. about him, you know, the way he started at United, the way he chewed Maguire out, you know, don't do that unless you're really perfect yourself. From that moment on, I thought to myself, this bloke, you know, I'm not. I'm I think, not sure about him. I look. I thought he looked as again. I thought he looked great when I saw him at Spurs. But he, you know, he has got. Yeah, a he's rick- played all right in the league. Actually, he's most a, of his rickets have come. You know, but there is a kind of laconic style, and as we said, you mm. don't always want that in a goalkeeper. But anyway, we'll John get. John Wilson's gone with stalwart. Stalwart's a good word. Yeah. yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now you're probably aware that uh, each week after all the games are finished, the Premier League's independent key match incidents panel sit down and look at some of the contentious mm. moments. And the apology committee. The apology committee. Well, mm. it, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. They leave that at Howard Webb. But uh, their job is to take a look at them all and give their verdict. They're made up of uh, five players or, or five players and coaches, mix of players and coaches, but five people. And then they vote on what they think the decision never get should anywhere be. Anywhere near a VAR, but it should do. So our, 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 um, our very own uh, Dale Johnson from ESPN, Mr VAR, we, we speak to him probably on a weekly basis now. Dale has, has got access to uh, the Premier League independent key match incidents panel after last week, especially around the Fulham Wolves game. And this is what they concluded. They conclude that uh, Stuart Atwell, who was the VAR that night, got all VAR decisions correct in that controversial 3-2 win at home to Wolves on Monday. Um, they don't feel quite the same about Michael Salisbury, uh, the referee. Um, let me just try and find. I'm just going through the notes. It's quite a long piece. Just talk among yourselves. Desperate to find. Yes, basically, they, they there were some split decisions on some of the. There was two penalty calls, and uh, there was a feeling that uh, that uh, that Vinicius could have been sent off. Carlos Vinicius could have been sent off for a, a headbutt 
on Kilman. He would have been harsh because he, he made the move, but he didn't. Kilman did well, but he didn't touch him, really. He would have been harsh sending off there. Well, uh, the panel believed that Michael Salisbury, the ref, shouldn't have given the first penalty. That was on a four-to-one vote. Uh, yeah. They should have sent off uh, Vinicius. So why didn't he overturn it, then? Well, there we are. They should have sent I off Vinicius. got everything right. On a three-two. They said, basically, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. They're hiding behind that oh, again. They love that, don't they? Um, they should have sent off Vinicius on a 3-2 vote and um, yes so there we are some of the stuff that's coming out it the shows panel. the problems there if, they, if, if pros can't agree then you, what are you going to do so you, that's why the whole thing's a waste of time because yeah. you're never going to agree on it and, and this panel are kind of working within the parameters of the way VAR works and as you say they're looking at whether Stuart Atwell should get involved and whether it's a clear and obvious error by the ref not whether he should get involved because he's a more experienced mm. referee and he's had a chance to look at it ten times from ten different angles. Probably that's the best idea, isn't yeah, yeah. it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio now is comedian and Manchester United fan, Ian Smith. Good afternoon, Ian. Um, yeah, it's good to see. I don't the Manchester United fan bit is is making me a bit sad. Really? Well, is at the moment or generally? Yeah, well, generally, but I, we're on a bit of a resurgence. I, I was feeling really positive, and then um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, the thing is, people often say this, you know, if your team's involved in a game and you get pegged back or you lose it, uh, mm. neutrals, they say, oh, what a fantastic game it was. But when you've got, you know, skin in the game, it's, it doesn't feel like yeah, that. When you're yeah. pegged back from 2-0 and then 3-1, you can't see it as a brilliant open game of football as we yeah. all did. Yeah, well, I thought it was a brilliant open game of football at 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. This is fantastic for the neutral. But um, yeah, Onana, um, some awful stuff. But um, that feels like there's reasons to be positive. Yeah, I mean, I think the form team in the league, aren't they? They're, yeah, you know, eight wins and all right, they've lost five, but they don't draw, so they're, you know, they're, they're doing all right. I and think. yeah, he, I, I said we were saying Anthony played well the other night. It's probably one of his better games for Manchester United, wasn't it? Yeah, but he's not set the bar incredibly high for himself. <laughs> no, there. that's um, true. Yeah, he looked okay last season. He he is looking. Um, I'm being kind and saying he's looking a bit pricey. Yeah, well, yeah. So he's certainly looking a bit pricey. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would have said it's a good time to play Newcastle, but after my team got absolutely thrashed there last week, I'm not sure it is. They've still got. They've only got eleven players, but they're very eleven very good players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and luckily for Newcastle, it's a it's a good year to play Man United. Or a good decade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Why, why United for you? And remind us how? What got you into that club as opposed to anybody else? Because you are you're mm. from Humberside, aren't you? Why you Yeah. So I'm I'm from a little town called Ghoul, mm. and our football club is is it's un is, it's not unsupportable, <laughs> but um, we just had um. I, I might get the name wrong, so they will sound libelous. But there, there was a, a former goalkeeper hmm. um, who um, managed was new manager at Goul AFC, and there's a lot of excitement in the town. Yeah, um, that was about four weeks ago, and he's left. Ah, oh. um, he didn't like it there. Right. We've had um, there's a video online of um, the Goul captain. This is a while ago, to be fair to yeah. us, um, right. going into the crowd and punching a supporter. Right. So that's you can't support Goul. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll take it people do because it exists as a club. So, I mean, there, yeah, there must yeah. be at least a, a couple. Yeah, people do. My mum once went into the um, club shop mm. to buy me a ghoul shirt. It's probably like a nice to get a ghoul shirt. And when she asked him for the person at the club shop was like, 
really? <laughs> and they had to order one in. They didn't have any merch in the shop. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What were they selling in the shop? I think they had some mugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's it. But yeah, I um, sort of got into Man United when I was a kid, and I think partly because I've got a lot of family in Aberdeen. Right, okay. And, and they tell me a lot about Ferguson, so right. I felt like I was a Ferguson fan. It was a bit of an identity crisis when he right. left. And so it, a good job he stayed for his whole career, otherwise yeah, you would have yeah. to follow him to his next club, which could have yeah, been Gaul. Yeah. Maybe he would have gone there to turn Gaul around. Oh, yeah, that would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll come back to Manchester United, but you are, you're, uh, you're, you're on the road. You're doing some gigs, aren't you? Your Edinburgh mm. show you're taking on the road. Yeah, so I was up at the Edinburgh Fringe this year and got nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Award up there. So I'm um, going to tour the show. Yeah. Um, often you do Edinburgh... And then just straight away starting to work on a new show. But but I really love this show. So I did a, a like a week at Soho Theatre in London and now doing like a tour from January to April next year. As it's called yeah. Crushing. Does it, what, what, is, what are the themes, if, if any? Um, I guess the theme, the main theme is stress. Mm. And then the crushing comes from, this is going to sound like a lot to take in, but I went to Slovakia with my hairdresser and we crushed oh. a, a car with a tank. Oh, okay. As a like de-stressing experience, <laughs> but um, why, why there's you, a lot why, to unpick. There, there is a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Why, 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 why? Now, why your hairdresser? Why, why, as opposed to anybody else who looks after you? Well, he is is a is a mate of mine. Mm. Um, I've got to make that clear, otherwise it sounds quite sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, and often when I I used when I first become friends with him, I'd introduce him to people as my hairdresser. And like pe- you had an entourage, you like you were Premier yeah, League yeah. football, had somebody like a manicurist, like you had somebody like Chris. Yeah. 200 quid to come and give you yeah. number yeah. one That's or something. Right. It, yeah. does, it sounds quite impressive, but um, I don't know um, I don't know if there's any visual element to this, but my, my yeah. hair is not good. So um, <laughs> People can see you. If they're on YouTube, they oh, can really? see. Yeah, yeah. I've, a, I've got a very fine hair. Mm. And um, in the winter, this is the sort of niche hair content your audience wants. <laughs> Indeed, um, Something happens with static. Yeah, I think it's the hot and the cold, and my hair just sort of sticks to my like head flat like a Lego man. Is not, has he not got any product, your mate? Has he? Has he not got any? Because he can help you out. On yeah, that? well, I need to get back in touch with him. I think you do. Yeah, since the car crushing. Do you yeah. not keep it? I mean, if I went car crushing with condition. someone, yeah. I mean, look, that's Andy. His wife's hairdresser. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it doesn't, it's not a problem for you anymore, is it? Yeah, Andy? Look at that. Yes, it's cheap. It's cheap. Disappointing, really. So, so you went and crushed the car in Slovakia. Yeah. With with a hairdresser. Yeah. Well, we are friends, yeah. and and another mate of mine come along, um, Stuart, who directs the show. Right. Um, but it was very much like um, none of them really wanted to come along. But I, I felt like I, I needed a bit of a mm. an anecdote for the show. Yeah. Something that was like on theme, so so I ended up having to pay for three people to wow. smash a car up. And um, what do you do it with hammers? Yeah, way. yeah. So you take is it what sort of car is it? Is it it's a car that's going to be trashed anyway? Or yeah, I think engines out. You just turn up. I think ours is like this old Toyota. Is it a tourist attraction? I think it's it's supposed to be for like stag do's and work events because right. there's a six person minimum online, mm. and I had to really ask them. If I could do it with just free. Right. I just said um, it'll take longer, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. don't really put your back into it. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll take longer and it's going to cost you more money per person. Right. Yeah, but you just get sledgehammers, you get a spear, you get a knife. A spear? 
Yeah, big oh. metal spear. Oh, okay. It's really mad. The windows, I thought. Spear. Yeah, you and what can sort of car was it? What model? I mean, for the completeness out there, do you, do you know? Was it? Oh, was I it don't a, know. A low, it wasn't. It wasn't one of. Yeah, okay. Fair no, I'm not a was big a Bentley or something. Oh no, that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah. the, the better the car, the more fun it is. Yeah. Um, I remember that the tank was a former Soviet era medical tank right if oh, that okay. um and you get so you do work with a sledgehammer you finish it off with a with a russian tank yeah, or, and yeah. You just, what, drive over the car yeah you have um three laps of this industrial estate mm. and other people who work on the industrial estate come out of their office and they film you with what? their phone okay so um, people are just sort of working in offices thing, and yeah yeah this. people are just sort of fixing cars and they see a tank going by with a man and his hairdresser in. What's it called? This place I might go there for me holidays. I think yeah, this is great. The, um, I can see you and Sue with your sledgehammers. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be fantastic. If we're allowed to advertise, it's a website called enjoybratislava.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I've been, I've been to Bratislava. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's, you can get around it quite quickly. It's a nice little place, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, if you're going for a couple of days, one day you can do all the main touristy stuff. Mm. Second day... Smash, smash a up a car tank. up with a tank. That's, I, yeah, that's what we missed out on when I went. I think yeah. we just oh, went. Yeah. We went to the church. Enjoy Bratislava. There it is. And so that's that. That so that features in the show, obviously. Yeah, like the show's all about me being stressed out. It's a very sort of silly look at stress. Mm. My my dentist told me that I'm stressing out. <laughs> Not another one of your entourage. Yeah, yeah. I love all you, it's, it's like Elton John, isn't he? All <laughs> these person. This with these people. You have your own yeah. dentist, your own hairdresser. Yeah, I've got a private dentist. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they told me I've got to wear a mouth guard. You grind, do you? Because I'm grinding my teeth. Wow. Um, and it sort of gave me a bit of a, an existential crisis of going, man, I must be stressing out if I'm... Um, yeah. At, at night time, that's when you're supposed to be most relaxed. Wow. Just mm. in bed. And that's when uh, apparently the thoughts start racing through oh, my head no. at <laughs> night time. <laughs> um, 59 euros a person. Is that what they're charging? Minimum five. Well, see, you had because you only oh. had three. You, you had you sort of hundred eighteen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It went up a bit. Then. Yeah, and I had to pay for an, Air, an Airbnb. Right. Okay. They only covered their flights. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Just calling them out on radio for being cheap. That's it. Cheap skates. <laughs> it's a great. It's got a great strap line. Here. It says, "Your bachelor is a bit worried about his upcoming wedding. We have the best anti-stress gift ever. It yeah. With a used car, a huge hammer, and a tank." Uh, disclaimer: The whole scenario will be filmed on GoPro. I don't know why that's a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so where are you playing? And where can we come and see your show? Well, so I'm doing another little London run, mm-hmm. uh, 29th to the 31st of January, Soho Theatre, and then I'm probably going to forget places. But I'm in Brighton, Cambridge, Manchester, Leeds, Sheffield, Glasgow, Edinburgh. Um, here's a curveball. Newport Pagnell. Oh, okay. Really? Newport Pagnell and Selby. Well, plenty of cars to smash up at Newport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will be, yeah, that's right. The old, yeah, yeah, definitely. Not a lot of people put those on their tours. They don't. <laughs> it's bold. Yeah. Um, so go and see Ian. Um, can we find you on, is there a sort of website we can get all the dates, Ian? Yeah, well, the, probably the best place is to go on Instagram, which will be slash Ian Smith Comedy, all my kind of socials. Yeah. Uh, that um, that seems to be what I use. I do have a website, but I I don't think I've updated it for five years. Oh, okay. I did actually. I went I went to it earlier on, and <laughs> yeah. you basically said there's nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, our, our, our 
Pal Crackers, who's a fellow Tottenham fan with me, and says the great Tony Galvin was playing for Gaul when Spurs bought him. Wow. Oh, really? Bill yeah. Nicholson, uh, I think, uh, had heard about this lad or and, and went along and watched him. And uh, then Tony went on to play for Spurs in the Republic of Ireland, have ah. a fantastic career. So he was he was at Gaul at the time, I think, as a student, playing yeah. it sort of part-time. So there we are. Yeah, it's they got should link. send some boxing scouts over at the minute. They should, <laughs> definitely. Well, Ian, good to see you. Uh, quick one on Anana, how are you feeling? Are you, are, are you one for getting rid or, 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 or persevering with? Um, yeah, I think persevering. He looked like he was doing... If it wasn't for that match at Galatasaray, he looked like he was on an upwards yeah. curve. But um, yeah, I wouldn't mm. mind seeing him out for a couple of weeks. Right, let him have a bit of Ten a rest. Ten Hag says he's the best, second best goalie in the league. Stats wise, I've seen him in the flesh. I thought he was very good. But as I said, he's, yeah. he's, he's we were saying he's quite a laconic goalkeeper, which is not mm. necessarily what you want in a goalkeeper. So yeah, like, yeah, quite laid back style. You yeah. know, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Andy, we find ourselves with a few moments till we get our um, oh, yeah. friends from Paddy Power on. So, do you have anything else you want to entertain us? Yes, with? I love this waste of ink for, uh, in the sun. Uh, yes, uh, Manchester City striker Erling Haaland is a good player. But Bayern Munich's Harry Kane is much better. What is the point of that? That's from Graham Trimming. We always have his family over on the 25th. I'm, I'm all sure the all, trimmings. all the trimmings. That's right. They always come over. Oh, we sweet. can't just have Graham. We have to have all, all the, the trimmings. trimmings. Yeah. And I don't know how this got in the paper. Mm. Mince pies are off the menu for the first time in 53 years due to a lack of interest from diners at Glen Hill Hotel, Glasgow. Yeah. How's that in a national... It was, well, in, it was more than one national I'd like to paper. point out on a Friday, of a Friday, Friday, mm. uh, not here at Talk Sport, where there is uh, an array of uh, mince pies put into the kitchen for us. Do you fancy? The thing it, is, yeah. that they are a Kirkland mince pie. I think that they're a Costco mince pie, as far oh, as they? I can tell. Oh, There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. I'm not. You get a lot of I'm pastry. Not, I'm not. I'm not. This like less mince pastry, pie. more uh, filling. But they are quite big. They're the size of a discus. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like a morsel. I mean, they're a meal in themselves. No, I don't think so. So uh, I don't see you, and I mean, you're a bit of a food snob. So I don't see you with a Kirtland mince pie. I can see you yes, giving that a swirl. True. Maybe shall I bring one in for you? But you can try a bit. I'll try a bit. They're I'll, a bit well, cloying. I can, I can always you, eat the. You the cough filling. at the best of times. So I don't know what you'd be like for halfway for a mince pie. <laughs> so uh, we'll find out. Anyway, we'll, we'll try. We'll bring you one in. The producer's going to get later. you one. They I was thinking of taking over from Russ Bray when he packs it in at the yeah, dark. Russ, we were quite 180. We did the dance the other day. This is going to be Russ's. Well, the, you know, it's my last appearance. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> is it? You'd never be able to keep that. I wouldn't really. But yeah, Russ. Russ is not going to be doing it anymore. So yeah, the producer has brought in. Brought in one. He's just brought. Yeah, he's down in. Um, so oh, there we are. That's a lot of pastry. That's a lot of mince pie. That's a Jeff Capes of a mince it is. pie, isn't it? It is. It's discus <laughs> size. So let's, let's, uh, let's have a look. Andy, give us, give us a report look, on it. Look, see, look at that. Look at that. It's about... Just it's show about, it to camera one, Andy. Just show it up there. It? So oh, yeah. You're looking now at the pastry to filling ratio, aren't you? Hold on. There we go. Okay, yeah. So I know it's slightly in delay. It really threw in that. <laughs> it puts me right off, honestly. Oh, oh dear me. Let's have a let's have a try this. Okay, here we go. So Andy's going in. No. <laughs> no, no. Not really. I mean, they do cost about three quid a pie, but it's no... Uh, Conditor and cook. Conditor and cook. Well, I think that, you know, it wouldn't be, would it? I mean... Yeah, he's still going. He's still going for another it's mouthful. Part sponge cake, part pastry. Quite interesting. You are. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
but he's still going. So you obviously oh, did fancy one. Well, it's quite, I, I what like about it. the texture of the mints, Andy? You are listening to Talksport, by the way. We've got a full program of Premier League games tomorrow. But bad. if Rob Catterson don't turn up from Paddy Power, it's not a handshake. Let's be honest. It's not a handshake. <laughs> what do you mean? Hollywood handshake. Oh. Uh, I'm not with you. You don't watch Bake Off, do you? Oh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I thought, was some, great I thought that was some appalling euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in, I'm not interested in your Hollywood handshake. Do you mind? There was a great moment on Bake Off. Yeah, for a bloke who doesn't like them, you seem to have eaten it all. No, I had about half. The chap that won it, Matty Edgehill, is a, a massive West Ham he's on, I think he's coming on with us. We're working. He's great. We're working on it. And him. they said to him, which person, alive or dead in the world, would you like to meet the most? Yeah. And, you know, got, that's quite a choice, isn't it? Yeah. He went with Mark Noble. Wow. <laughs> and then Mark Noble came on. Oh, that's nice. Bit and said, that's nice. We're all behind you. That's he good. Like that. Really? Did he talk like that sort of? Yeah. Oh, you do all the accents, <laughs> yeah, don't do, you? Yeah. Cockney, Russ Bray. <laughs> and that's halfway <laughs> through Nigel, a mince pie. I did Nigel Botherway. Anyway, the birthday spread. we can now uh, oh, good. chat to you. You keep eating, mate. Don't worry about me. Um, <laughs> we'll bring you our bet it's builder now. It's growing on me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Tom Macklin will be joining us later on uh, to give us the latest from the world of American sport. We'll have some clips of the week for you. We'll look ahead to England's women tonight uh, taking on the Dutch. So all or nothing, England mm. need to win. Even then, they could need snookers to take a team to the Olympics next year. Um, so we'll be chatting to Courtney Sweetman-Kirk about that. And we'll chat to a man, Smith's fan and runner. 
Yeah. Who's managed to combine mm. the two somehow, not by listening to him while he's running. But before all of that, <laughs> Martin Kellner has joined us, uh, squad number nine, for a week of sport on TV. And Martin, you're going to kick off with a documentary that uh, that you and many other people, including our old friend Ali Ross and The Sun, has recommended, Stasi FC. It's brilliant. It really is. As I was saying to you, if you're ever thinking of becoming a Stalinist, mm. uh, don't. You okay. know, because <laughs> this will completely put you off. Um, and sorry to Arsenal fans, but if you want to know who the Invincible are Berliner FC. Right. They were the Invincibles. That was the East Berlin team. Uh, and uh, they won the championship 10 years in a row. Right. Having said that, if yeah. the head of the secret police is your president, yeah. you get a lot of marginal offside yes. decisions. Yes. You get a lot of questionable penalties. Mm. Uh, and basically, even players who were playing for, uh, for Berliner FC, who were winning everything... Um, they were they were on a on a Saturday. They could see highlights of football from uh, from from West Berlin, right. and uh, you know in the Bundesliga. And they wanted to, you know, they were winning everything. And they were winning everything because they were literally getting dodgy penalties, etc. Yeah. Offside decisions going their way. But they looked at, and despite winning everything, they want you know some of them wanted to test themselves out in the uh, in the Bundesliga. Yeah. That was know? a familiar theme in 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 the, the East. I mean, I remember going going to. Prague and speaking of this historian from Dukla Prague and of course soon as the soon as everything changed in yeah. Prague um they were the hated team. They were the army team. And all these army yeah. teams were generally sort of despised because they were getting hooky penalties and winning the yeah. league every year and, and you know, getting the rub of the green. So I take it that was the same. With it was very team. much that story. And then on a Saturday lunchtime, apparently there was highlights of the Bundesliga, which they could sort of illegally watch on uh, from West German TV. You know, whoever the equivalent of Bob Wilson was, was presenting the highlights <laughs> uh, on, on West German TV. And some of them wanted to test themselves out in the Bundesliga and it didn't go well um, for quite a few of them. There's a guy called uh, Lutz Eigendorf mm. who was uh, a fantastic uh, midfielder. Uh, he played for uh, Dynamo Dresden. Mm. See, before the uh, secret police took over Berliner FC and uh, the head of the secret police, he's what you would call a piece of work. Yes. Uh, a guy <laughs> called uh, you don't get to be the head of uh, the secret police without being a piece of work. Yeah, uh, Erich Mielke <laughs> Was the guy, um, and when he took uh, um, when he took Berlin, he actually when he took them over as president, he actually went into the Dynamo Dresden uh, dressing room and said to them, "You've had your time now; it's Berlin's time." And oh. after, and he actually told them an enforced exactly changing what, of the guard, yeah, sort of thing. enforced changing of the guard, and, yeah. and then they won ten championships um, wow. in a row. I um, remember him playing. I mean, I remember as a kid, <clears throat> Tottenham played Lokomotiv Leipzig in, yeah. in the UEFA Cup. You know, we. You'd play against Eastern European sides in in European competition. And stuff. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. would. Um, but they were, you know, they were very closely controlled. Mm. There were defections happened, uh, and there was one in uh, in Yugoslavia. What was then what was then Yugoslavia? And again, it was a it was a European match, and the two guys that uh, defected were Dirk Schagel and Falco Gutz, mm. who were both in the documentary. So they it, it worked out okay for them, um, and I. Think I think Falco Gutz is still working as a coach oh. um, in the Bundesliga. But, yeah, it worked out 
reasonably well for them. They went to, they had a minder with them, and yours had a minder with you. Mm. And it's a bizarre story because the minder was a guy, uh, like a dad, he was in his 60s, uh, and these were two young footballers. They went into a large record store mm. in uh, Belgrade or wherever it was in Yugoslavia. They went to a large record store, and uh, they were looking at the records with this older guy, and they said, we went off to look at pop and rock. Yeah. And then they made, they made a run for it. Oh, wow. They left him in easy listening. You know, he was... Uh, <laughs> he was looking for a bit of James Last. He, he was a bit James Last, of course. <laughs> yeah. A local boy. A local uh, lad, yeah, yes. yeah. So he was looking... For... played in golf at Dinamo Dresden for a couple. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah, I knew you did. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, they got away with it. But yeah. it's a really tragic story about Lutz Eigendorf, who was... He was sort of a poster boy for anti-communism when he went. It was uh, uh, in the in the late 70s or early 80s. He went by 83. He was dead um, in a car crash, a very hooky car crash. And one or two of the people in it say you could see the hands of the secret police all over this. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, we watched the documentary and you, you know, you'd have to, anybody would agree. Yeah. Maybe not Owen Jones, but anybody else. Right. And uh, it's a little bit of of politics. politics It sounds, uh, it sounds very good, Martin. Is it, um, it's a, I think it's sort of, British made, isn't it? The documentary. It is. It's made by, um, I want to say Suggs, Stuart Sugg. Okay. Stuart Sugg. He did a documentary about Manchester, it's not Suggs, no. Um, He did a documentary Manchester City as well, which was quite good. Well, I look forward to few, seeing it. it oh, it's excellent. definitely good. Sky really documentaries, Stars EFC. Stars EFC, and it's on there, and you'll, you'll see it. Just one more point about the programme, which is uh, anybody who's been in a football dressing room will know that you need to trust your mates. And for a lot of these players actually playing football and being in the dressing room and being with your comrades on the football field was an escape yeah. from what was happening and the constant surveillance Where everything was and everything. Bugged and you were being watched all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And when they, uh, mm. when, when finally, when the wall came down in 1989 and then the Stasi were, I think it took uh, January, it took a couple of months before, mm. uh, just after the wall came down, before they were allowed to see all the papers and they all stormed in the former headquarters of the Stasi and got all their papers. And it was revealed that if you were with three, if there was three of you, if you were with two other people, hmm. one of them was an informer. Wow. Almost everyone. So they knew after having had their mates in the dressing room, they knew at that point, which was very difficult for them psychologically, they knew that their mates had been informing on them to the secret police. Jeez. Which wow, is an amazing great. thing. Um, yeah. So well, mm, I, 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 I will watch that. Yeah, it's definitely very good. Yeah. Um, sadly, we lost Terry Venables uh, yes. early this week, and uh, there was a sort of tribute show, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, well, it was, it was made in 2021, because mm. I think I saw it at the time. Yeah. Um, but it worked as a perfect tribute. I mean, mm. uh, it's the story, basically, of uh, Euro 96 yeah. and what happened then, obviously all the players talk about it. Um, but it also gives you glimpse, glimpses into his previous life and the tailoring business he opened with Ron Harris and... Uh, yeah. The other guy, I can't remember who the other guy was. Um, the three Chelsea players. Mm. Uh, John Boyle or Peter Osgood? I can't remember. I can't remember it was. No, we'll I, to, we'll I will tell you, I've got it here. Okay. Um, yeah, it was with George Graham. Oh, George. Ron Harris. Oh. Yeah, they, okay. they, they opened a tailor. I don't know how that business went, but they did open. And, of course, he had all these business um, dealings, like the thingy wig, which everybody's talked about yeah. uh, this week, and the various things. He was a, he was a bit of a polymath, wasn't he, old Terry? I mean, he oh, wrote, totally. wrote those, inc- uh, co-wrote, the Hazel There's stories, a lot of that, yeah. stories. Singer used to sing with. They yeah. used to play on grass. Andy's 
relative uncle Joe, Joe Loss. Oh, yes. Yeah. Was that your uncle, Joe <laughs> Loss? Well, through marriage. Yeah. Through yeah. marriage, yeah. 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 About yeah. That. Well, so, brilliant. I mean, and you, there's lots. Obviously, the uh, the title of it, A Man Can Dream, mm. is one of his big numbers, which he does. Yeah. He does everything in the Frank. He likes to do songs that you can... Oh, yeah, it was a crew. Yeah, your fingers. Crew. I don't know if it, Frank Skinner was on yesterday, and we were chatting to him about. Yeah. It was chatting to him about Terry, and he does tell a very funny story. That when they first played three lines to the players, Terry was tapping his keys, <laughs> his car keys, along <laughs> to the tune, and yeah. afterwards said to Frank and Dave. Oh, it's great that. It's a real key tapper, isn't it? Like, key tapping is, is a way to judge whether a song's good or not. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a lovely programme. And as I say, it was made in uh, 2021. Mm. But interestingly, at that point, uh, Terry wasn't too well. So I think they knew that at some point this would be a tribute show. So it was on very quickly uh, yeah. when we learnt the news. Um, and uh, it's well worth watching. It's a great show anyway. And the reminder of what happened in... And the, the fact that he, you know, just as a tactician. I mean, yeah, uh, as oh, a brilliant, brilliant coach. Yeah, yeah, brilliant coach. Everybody says it. You know, Lineker says it. You know, everybody else, and um, you know, the high press and all that, which we all thought, oh, Pep Guardiola, fantastic. But yeah, as we know from the pictures we've seen of Pep yeah. growing up in Barcelona, you know, some of that came from Terry. That the, you know, the high press and all that. So it's it's a great program. I would it's, highly it recommend it. It's a great shame that you know, post England, he never really got one of them. I mean, he went off to Australia and yeah, did different yeah. things, didn't he? And he did he sort of director Leeds of football here there, and yeah. there, but mm. it never never really sort of hit the heights after that. But no, it's, it, it is a shame, but a fantastic life. Yeah, I mean, no, anybody absolutely. who had a life like that, yeah. you're not going to regret the fact that for a little while you were manager of Leeds or manager of Australia. No. Because, uh, I mean, I still I still remember, hanker for those days of the, you know, the opening titles to the big match yeah. where you'd see him doing his little cheeky grin to the camera yeah. at Crystal Palace and everything. Brilliant. You know, yeah. and, and it's all covered in the documentary, the, the Palace days. But the, uh, you know, the main focus of it is a 99, you know, Euro 96 yeah. and what went on there. And, uh, Excellent. Well, yeah. uh, that's on, the, is that on the BBC iPlayer? No, or, that's or on uh, Sky Sports. Oh, OK. But it's, it's there, you can just call it up. If you've got one of those uh, remotes where you just say oh, what you just, want. Oh, right, you've got one, you start shouting into your remote. I, Terry Venables. Yeah. <laughs> you have got one of those remotes, you're not just I, shouting at the remote. No, I, well, I've, I've done that as well before now. Sometimes I shout at my phone, but, you know, this is all, yeah. Oh, good stuff, Mike. You back overnight? Back overnight, yes. Fantastic. 1am to 6am. 1am to 6am. We Our documentary hour between 5 and 6. Oh, so excellent. Just so people know, because sometimes people think, why have you gone home at 5 o'clock? Oh, right. But sometimes I, you know, I slip off a little bit early. Oh, OK, fair but, enough. Yeah. And you're off to West Ham, I saw you Oh, West Ham, yeah. Yeah. For about two hours of sleep or something. Yeah, that's, mm. the, that's, that's the pain of it when it's a two o'clock kick-off on a Sunday. I mean, it's worse for the players. Yeah. Because they've, <laughs> yeah. they've, well, they've come mean, back from I'm Serbia. I'm sure if you phoned David Moyes, he'd, he'd kick off at four. I mean, just say... That would be nice. Say I was up till six, yeah. I've not had much sleep. It's a TV match. <laughs> if, you don't and, mind, you know. if you don't mind four o'clock, see what yeah, they do Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Is that the TV game as well? It's the early TV game, sadly, so... Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Finally, um, I don't know how many times we all clean our teeth uh, uh, in this, <laughs> you know, a, a day. Um, yeah. And the listeners, I go twice, but you, you know. go twice. Yeah, most yeah. people go twice. I think that's yeah, standard, two or three. isn't it? A special occasion, you might go three. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know, this, this is a wedding. Yeah, this is, exactly. This is Shannon Sharp. He's a former Broncos player and podcaster, pundit, commentator these days, and he was uh, on a, a podcast the other day. And uh, this is how many times a day cleans his teeth. I brush my teeth on average about 
somewhere between seven and ten times a day. God damn, Unc, that's like the little cartoon characters, man. I, br- I brush my teeth two times before I leave the house in the morning to go to do first take. What? I brush my teeth before I go down and eat breakfast. I go back upstairs and brush my teeth again. Ask Ash. I get to work. I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth again. So I brush my teeth three times before I go on air. I come home. I eat. I brush my teeth again. I'll take a 30-minute nap. I get up. I'll brush my teeth before I go to the gym. I come home. I'll eat. I'll brush my teeth again. He has got very good teeth, though. He has got, He's got a picture of yeah, him here. Well, He's really got no, no, all the, no enamel on them, but uh, <laughs> but they're very good teeth. So maybe there's a lesson for us all there, Todd. Yeah, the dentist must hate them because yeah. they don't make any extra That's money. It. Yeah, <laughs> from, and he goes right? back once every 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded. We will reconvene on Monday with Danny Kelly and Andy Brassel, as you'd expect, because there are loads of football to look back on. Of course. I'm off to clean my teeth. Oh, yeah, so am I. At least seven <laughs> times, because that seems to be the way. Uh, until then, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, thank you for joining us. And if you can join us on Monday at one, that would be marvellous. If not, the podcast is always available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.